Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. I'm Tom Short, so glad to have you along with me today on this Friday morning. I hope you're having a great day. I'm, I am and expecting to have an even better one. We've been talking about faith. What is faith? And I'm reminded in Luke 17, verse 5, where the disciples said to the Lord, and they prayed to the Lord, Lord, increase our faith. That's something we all want to be doing. We want to be growing in our faith. We want to be strong in our faith. We don't want to be content. It's been said that faith is like a muscle. The more you exercise it, the more it grows. And on the other hand, if you're not, if you're not exercising it, it atrophies. It becomes stagnant. And I suppose we've all experienced a little bit of both of that, haven't we? We all know of times in our life where our faith was growing. And we probably all know of times in our life when our faith was somewhat stagnant. I'd like to talk a little bit today about keeping our faith growing. When we, I think there's different levels of faith. We start by a salvation faith. We start by simply believing God is there. We believe what the Bible says about me. I'm a sinner. I'm lost. I need, I need God. I need salvation. We believe what the Bible says about Jesus Christ, that he died for our sins. He rose from the dead. This is a beginning level of faith, a foundational faith. I believe in Jesus. I trust him to be my savior, my Lord, to forgive me, to take away my sins, and I've entered into the new faith life. I've transferred from darkness to light, from the domain of darkness, from the kingdom of the evil one into the kingdom of God. That's step one. But faith is not just kind of like, then I believe something. And we always want to remember that everybody has faith. It's not so matter, do you believe something, but what are you believing? A lot of people, they have their faith, faith is in themselves. They're like in Jeremiah 17, woe to the man who trusts in the flesh and makes the flesh his strength. Or in Proverbs 3, they, they lean on their own understanding. Whereas what we should do is be trusting in the Lord and making the Lord our strength and trusting in him with all of our heart and acknowledging him in all of our ways. So this next level of faith really requires us to get into the word of God, to understand the mind of God, the plan of God, the values of God. It takes faith to be obedient to God. And our, this next level of faith is demonstrated as we are obedient to God, as we are working out as evidence of our faith, our life is filled with, you can call it good works if you want, that's what James 2 calls it. I just call it a life of obedience. Because we believe in God, we believe in Jesus Christ, we're in this right relationship, we live a life of obedience. We do what he says. We, we are in this transitionary stage of, that really will last from here until we're taken to glory. We we're always learning. Boy, that this time I was trusting myself. I was following the world. I, was, I, was, I, I wasn't thinking God's thoughts. And so we don't get all down about it. We don't beat ourselves up. We just simply say, I learned something new now. I learned something new about God. I learned something new from the word of God. I realized there's an area in my life that I should be living differently. And so by faith, I begin to live a life of obedience in that area. And this is a constantly growing thing where I'm always learning to obey more and more and more. Sometimes, you know, I like it takes great faith, for instance, to forgive someone that really hurts you or to forgive someone that doesn't seem like they deserve to be forgiven. That takes great faith. It takes faith to love an enemy. 
It's, it takes faith to live in obedience to God. It takes faith with, as we think about our money. It takes faith to believe what Jesus says about money instead of what the world is constantly telling us about money. And these are battles that we fight, the fight of faith. It's not just, again, it's not just will I have faith, but will I have faith in what God says? It's the object of my faith, the word of God, God himself, the words of Jesus Christ. Will I believe those? Believe that? But then I think there's a third level of faith I want to mention this morning. And I think of David. In 2 Samuel chapter 7, verses 1 and 2, David was living in a pretty nice house. And he said to himself, you know, here I am living in a paneled house, but the ark of the Lord is just in a tent. And Nathan said to him, Nathan the prophet said, do whatever's in your heart for the Lord is with you. And so that was another level of faith because there, there was a time when, when um, David, he was, it wasn't a matter of a command he was obeying. It wasn't a matter of the word of God he was looking at and said, boy, the ark of God should be in a, in a temple. No, it was something that, that was in his heart because of his love for God. Now, we might think that God put it in his heart, and maybe he did. Remember Psalm 37, verse 4, which tells us, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And that means, I, I believe there's two aspects. God puts the desire in our heart, and then God intends to fulfill that desire in our heart. If we are delighting ourselves in God, and David obviously was. He was a man after God's own heart. He delighted himself in, in God. He thought a lot about the Lord and, and God's honor and so forth. And so here was this came, thought came to his mind. It wasn't in the Bible. There wasn't a teaching. There wasn't a command. It was a thought in his heart. I want to honor God by giving God a nicer house than I'm living in. Here I am. I'm the king, but he's the king of kings. And I want him to have a nicer house than me. Sometimes God may put it in your heart to do something that isn't necessarily in the scripture, but it's something that can honor God and please God and bless God. And it brings him glory. And I, I want to encourage that. Jesus even gave us promises. He says in John 14, 14, if you ask anything in my name, I'll do it for you. In John 16 and verse 23, he says the same thing. Ask the father anything in my name. He'll give it to you. What an amazing, what amazing promises that you can ask anything. And yet we know that we should be asking according to the will of God. We don't just, you know, Lord, I pray I'd have enough strength to jump to the moon or jump over a building, or I'd be like Superman or, or I could even just enough to dunk a basketball or something. No, I think God's interested in more things for his glory, right? So when I think of this, I encourage, I, I want to first of all say, don't go asking for the extraordinary, uncommon things that aren't in the Bible until you first have done these first two levels of faith, these first two steps. You've Number one, you've gotten saved. You've trusted Jesus for your salvation. Don't go asking God, I want to, you know, do some great work that, that I want to build a hospital for you, or I want to do some extraordinary act of faith until you first make sure you've trusted Jesus to be your savior. Secondly, live that life of obedience in which your values and your ambitions, your goals are getting conformed to the word of God. 
so that when so that you're you're being transformed, your mind's being transformed, your life is being transformed through the word of God. So that when you go to that third level of asking, asking for something that's not necessarily in the Bible, that might be something extraordinary, you know that what you're asking is something God wants you to ask. You know that your motives have been refined and your motives are pure, as David's was when he wanted to build this temple for God. You know that you're not just seeking your own glory or wanting to do something for yourself, but you real, you're in tune with God. And he's taking you to something that maybe he's not asking others to do. Maybe there is an extraordinary act of faith that you're going to do. But you want to make sure if that's the case and you pray to God and marshal the resources to make it happen, that you're really doing something God wants done and not just something you want done. See the difference? Now, Jesus said if we ask him anything, he'd do it. That's powerful, friends. That's a powerful promise. Make sure that what you're asking is in the will of God. He's given you great, great authority there. He wants to use it. He wants you to use it properly. And sometimes we ask, well, boy, I've, I've prayed and it's not answered yet. Well, obviously, the bigger the prayer request, the bigger the opposition, the more perseverance you're going to need to have. And you're need to, going to need to act on it. I know I've been guilty before of praying great prayers, and then I do nothing on my part. Remember, James 2 says, faith without works is dead. If you're saying, I'm believing God for something, you never do anything about it, is that real faith? No, that's dead faith. If you say, God, I'm asking you to do, you know, save souls, but you never witness, is that real faith? Or is that dead faith? If you're asking God to, you know, Lord, build up a mighty church, but you never do anything to help, is that real faith or dead faith? We can ask for anything and he will do it, but persevere, do your part. Step out in obedience because faith without works is dead. Step out in obedience to what you're praying. Do, do your part and watch for God to bless you. Persevere in it. Hang in there. Don't give up. But you, you pray, you believe, you step out in faith, you obey, you persevere. And who knows what God will do for you? He said he'd do anything. Amen. Father, we thank you for the amazing promises in Scripture. We thank you that you said you'd do anything for us. Hallelujah. We're undeserving of that. That the God of the universe would make such a promise to, to us mere humans. We pray, Father, that when we ask and when we pray, and if, especially if we pray for something extraordinary, something that's not directly commanded in Scripture, I pray, Father, help us to be in tune with you and step with you in agreement with you so that we know what it is that you've, you're putting on our heart. And then, Father, if it's worth praying for, if it's worth asking for, if it's worth believing for, it's worth pursuing. And I pray you'd help us to be people of action, that we would have faith that, has, that produces works, that we'd have faith that produces action. We'd not just have a dead faith that sits around and just talks about what we believe, but we'd have a living faith that motivates us to step out in obedience. I pray, Father, for each one here today that they will have definitely been at that first level of faith of trusting you to be their Savior, to forgive all their sins and make them new in Jesus Christ. I pray, Father, that each of us would be progressively, day by day, bringing our life into obedience with your word, that we would hunger for your word, 
we would allow your word to penetrate deep into our soul. We'd allow your word to transform our mind. We would allow your word step by step, bit by bit, day by day, sometimes just small steps, sometimes dramatic leaps to be transforming who we are. And Father, I pray for each of us as well. If we, that there may be that day that we've been living a life of obedience to you and we say, wow, there's something else I could do for God that would really be awesome. And we ask and we receive permission from you. And then Lord, that some of us here might do extraordinary acts, extraordinary acts that would bring you glory. We pray for that. We love you. We bless you. We give you this very day. Might, might, we, might our eyes not be on the ends of the earth today, but they might be on what how you want to use us this day. What do you want to do in our lives this day? Might we be practical in our obedience and faith today? We pray this thing. We pray this to you. We give you praise, thanks, and glory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Hey, thanks for being along with me. I hope you enjoy this each day. I believe, and I know you do too, that to hear the word of God taught every day makes a difference in life. Here we're about 15 minutes a day. If you can build that into your schedule, make a commitment, I, I promise you, based on God's promises, you'll be here day after day. A few months from now, you'll, you'll be seeing a difference in your life. You might see it today, but you'll be seeing a difference in your life. We want to be people who build the word of God into our lives. So I thank you for being here. If you're new, welcome. I make sure, hope you subscribe and hit the notify button. If you're here regularly, God bless you. I love you guys. Keep coming back and make sure and share this with your friends and your social media, people, church, small group, etc. You have a blessed day. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. I'll be here tomorrow morning. By the way, today is the National March for Life. Uh, let me quickly pray. Father, we pray for this March for Life in Washington, D.C. today and the other marches around the nation. We pray that their, their voice to be heard. We pray that all the, after all these years, Lord, this evil of abortion might be rid from our land. Might this, might this fight for what is good, right, and just and, and to protect the innocent, might it continue and be successful. In Jesus' name, amen. So tomorrow is that anniversary of Roe Way. Today's the March for Life. We pray for them. If you're, if you're going to be at it, God bless you. And uh, otherwise, maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. You have a great day. Bye-bye. <music>